This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we preview the NCAA Championships for the women's swimming team with senior captain Lucy Faust. Plus, our Bobcats of the week come from the lacrosse teams, and women's tennis turned in some strong performances at the Blue-Gray Invitational. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates men's lacrosse team is ranked 11th in the country after a 2-0 week that saw the Bobcats improve their record to 5-1 on the season. On Tuesday, Bates rolled to a 20-8 win over Western New England. Junior captain Matt Lestava scored five goals and dished out four assists in the win. And the Bates defense clamped down on the Golden Bears. After the game, we caught up with head coach Peter Lasagna. Well, Coach, uh, no overtime needed this year against Western New England. Uh, what was impressive about the team's performance today, in your opinion? Uh, I just thought, again, for the second time in two games, um, defense played really, really, really well. Both goalies, I thought, were great. I have no idea what the what the save count was, but uh, it was really neat to see both of them play really well. Um, and then we got our running game going, and we shot the ball really well tonight. And you got to use some guys who don't normally get a lot of playing time there at the end. That's, that's good, right? Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, these guys are all equal members, equal parts of this. Everybody works just as hard every day at practice. And so when you get an opportunity to reward guys with playing time, it, it feels good. And then you got Trendy on the road this weekend, right? They're always a tough team, even though they may not show up in the standings, perhaps. We do. They've got a new yeah. coach who's in his second year. Uh-huh. Um, so he's got his first class of his guys. Um, and they're tough and really well coached. And it will be a, an ESCAC barn burner. I know Matt Lestava very familiar with the Western New England. He's from there and he had another nice game, didn't he? Yeah, he played great. I don't know, again, I don't know what his point totals were, but I just thought he ran the show really well. I think he may have had uh, number 16 as another Westfield uh, high school graduate, yeah. so I believe that was Westfield against Westfield and that means a lot to Matt. Alright, Coach, thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. On Saturday, just like Lasagna predicted, the Bobcats and Bantams played a barn burner with Bates prevailing 20-19. to Junior captain Curtis Napton scored the game-winning goal with a minute 58 remaining to give the Bobcats their fifth straight win. But it was junior goalkeeper Rob Strain who stood on his head to give Bates the spark the Bobcats needed in the second half. He saved 13 of 23 shots to pick up his second win of the season. The Bobcats won the game despite being outshot 58-39. to Strain's performance in the cage against the Bantams came on the heels of his terrific effort against Western New England, where Strain stopped 70% of the shots on goal. And Rob Strain is our male Bobcat of the week. Talking on the phone with male Bobcat of the week, Rob Strain here on the Bobcast. And Rob, let's talk about this Trandy game. I mean, my goodness, Trandy was just shooting shot after shot after shot. What's that like for you coming in there in the second half as usual and and facing this relentless Trandy offense? And, you know, how how are you approaching things in the cage uh, on Saturday there? Well, you know, it's just like any other game. It's in NESCAP. It's going to be a shootout no matter who we play. But uh, this game in particular, both sides are getting a lot of shots. Um, Luckily... I'm the last line of defense, and uh, everyone in front of me was playing pretty well. We had the defense playing well. Um, We had the offense playing great, keeping Trinity back a little bit. Um, And that allowed me to just take it one shot at a time after a great half by Mitchell Drake. 
And then at the end, of course, Bates got the victory. Curtis Knapp on the game-winning goal with 158 left. Uh, what did you see from your point of view on his on his game-winning tally there? Um, you know, we cleared the ball. We got out to our offense, and Otis Klingbeal got the ball, made a good cut, and saw Curtis wide open. And Curtis does what he does best and put it six-side hit, low and away, where goalie couldn't get it. And it was just a sigh of relief on our side of the field. And, exciting moment for the whole team. Certainly a sigh of relief, but also you know you still got a minute 58 to try to stop Trinity's offense. They did win the ensuing face-off. You made another save. Uh, do you recall the, the final save you made and then also, um, you know, Rocco's big play there at the end to, uh, to cause that turnover and to clinch it? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I remember uh, number two, star player, having a great game, had the ball behind the cage. He uh, drove with his left hand up the left alley. He hit one of his guy on a cut, and I was staring down the barrel of a gun and found a way to step to the ball and get the ball out of the cage, and it hit me in the chest and rolled out where we could get the the next ground ball and get it up and out. Excellent. How about Rocco there at the end uh, doing what he does best, right? Yeah. I mean, another ground ball from Rocco and another great defensive stop. It was, it was awesome to see him get to – get that play done and kind of seal off the game. Now, obviously, the Bobcats off to a great start this season. Do you even think about how this team compares to the one, you know, two years ago and, and that great year? Or, I mean, you know, there are some players who are, you know, were on that team, including yourself. How, how do the, those two teams compare in your mind, at least so far, maybe? Yeah, I think it's hard not to um, kind of compare the two. I think that both teams have had similar starts. Uh, I think that both are very different, though. Um, I think that this year we're we're having a, a much deeper team. I think our 2017 team had a lot more senior uh, dominance, and I think this year we're a lot more spread out and we have a deeper uh, roster, which has just been really helping with these long-fought battles and close one-goal games. Excellent. And then a little bit about your background, maybe. You're a junior now, but when you're looking for colleges, I know your older brother went here, uh, but what made Bates a great fit for you, uh, you know, after you were checking out the different uh, options, perhaps? Yeah, so my older brother went here, obviously, and that was a big factor. Um, yeah. Being able to visit and see the culture, both just the academics and the people here on and off the lacrosse team, uh, that was an easy um, thing to look at and want to be a part of. But definitely the coaching staff here has been great for a number of years. And um, Coach Azania and I had talked because of my brother, but um, that made it the easiest to want to come here. And after a lot of decisions, it was the one that mattered most to me. Excellent. And how did you first become a goalkeeper? What made you first interested in playing that position growing up? It was kind of a last-second decision. It was like fifth grade. Everyone kind of goes through the cycle. No one wants to play goalie. And so <laughs> we kept trying out different players. Um, and one day it was my turn to try it out. Uh, the coach said I kind of had a knack for it. Uh, I wasn't too afraid of the ball at the time. And I was kind of just brought up with a, a twin that was playing attack and an older brother who was playing attack. And so shooting was something I wanted to do. But also playing goalie was something that, that they really liked. So it was kind of this thing that evolved from shooting with them to being shot on by them. And <laughs> that, that just became something they liked so much, and I got more and more comfortable. And as time progressed, no one was there to uh, take the spot, so I actually won it by default up until 
college where that was my first competition with someone else in the lacrosse team that would compete for the goalie spot with me. Interesting. Uh, and obviously the competition has been, you know, going, going well this year with both of you getting, you know, pretty much equal playing time and whatnot. And then, you know, you're on the bus right now uh, for folks who don't know the Keene state. So by the time people listen to the podcast, this game might be uh, wrapped up, but that being said, what are some focuses you guys have here this afternoon? Coming off of Trinity, we definitely want to clean up some things. We want to definitely win the ground ball battle. We want to minimize turnovers and play a full, um, a full game, which we, we haven't probably done since uh, Wenick. So hopefully we can put a whole game together and have a good midweek game and keep going. Outstanding. Rob Strain, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcat. Appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. The Bates women's lacrosse team is still ranked 21st in the country after a week that saw the Bobcats lose a close 12-8 contest to undefeated Trinity on Saturday before defeating St. Joseph's with ease by a final score of 19-4 on Monday. Junior Liv Sanford gave the Bantams fits by securing seven draw controls, recording two ground balls, and causing a turnover. She followed that up with five draw controls against St. Joseph's. Sanford leads the NESCAC in draw controls and is tied for the lead in ground balls. And Liv Sanford is our female Bobcat of the week. Liv, you have an interesting role on the team. You're one of the people in in charge of trying to get, get those draw controls. You're not at the center of the circle, but you're waiting to try to catch them out, either out of the sky or on the ground. How do you go about approaching that? I think this year we focused a lot on communication between the centers and then the two girls on the circle. And we've switched up a lot who's been taking the draws for us. So just like knowing each other's skills and like what the cent like guessing what the center is gonna do has been like really important for us this year. And then just like being as scrappy and gritty as we can be has been big. Yeah, because, I mean, in the end, it, it is about that grit and, and that scrappiness, right? Because it, it, yeah. the ball is rolling and it can take funny hops, right? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of unpredictable, especially, yeah. like, different teams. Their aggression on the circle is so different, and mm -hmm. so trying to match that each game is challenging, but it's also the fun of it. So coming in here, you're a midfielder this year. You're, you know, more defensively oriented. How's that transition gone for you? Yeah, freshman year, I played – and sophomore year, I was a midfielder, and then – this year, Brett um, chose to put me on defense, which has been a lot different, but I feel like it's been good because I've been able to like focus a lot of my energy on defense and really like hone in and like dial in on just like causing turnovers, ground balls, draw controls, which has been really good. And you've been all over the ground balls this year. Uh, tell us about what's the key to you know getting those um, for the team and whatnot, what you're looking for. Yeah, I think really it's about just like getting low and like running through the ground balls and like not worrying about where the check is going to come from or like who's going to hit you. It's just running through, scooping through, and we focus a lot on that in practice. Well, big win just last night over St. Joe's. What was really clicking for the team you saw? Um, I think our defense is really like locked in um, in the, like the past few games. We focused a lot on our communication and then just like giving our offense opportunities like to really like put the ball in the net and focusing on giving them the chance to like do their job. Certainly. Well, you're a Mainer growing up in Kennebunk. Uh, when did you first get into lacrosse? I started playing lacrosse in sixth grade. Yeah. Which is kind of late, honestly. Like mm -hmm. there's so many youth programs, but... Yeah, sixth grade. What prompted the beginning of it, I guess? <laughs> My dad played lacrosse, so uh -huh. he kind of got me into it. What made you like the sport? What made you interested in once you started playing to keep playing, I guess? I liked how fast it was. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I played midfield, so I liked that I could like do defense and then also play offense and just that like quick transition to both. Um, different now because I'm on defense, but <laughs> it got me into it, which is nice. 
Certainly. And then um, when did you start thinking, oh, I could probably play this in college? I think in high school, I was kind of influenced by a lot of my friends wanted to play in college. And so they kind of were the ones like getting me into it. And so I was like, oh, if they can do it, like maybe I can too. And what made Bates the place for you? Obviously, you know, being from Maine, you're probably familiar with it already. Yeah. Brett Allen, he was actually my club coach. Okay. And so all like throughout high school, we were kind of like talking about Bates. And then finally, like at the end of my junior year, early senior year, I like ended up coming for a visit and I loved it. So Brett's been coaching you for years. Have you seen yeah. his coaching style change at all? Or has he been pretty consistent? He's pretty consistent. Yeah. The way he coaches club is so different mm. than college. Like club, it's more like positive. Like you can do it. Like you can get <laughs> recruited and then it's much more serious once you get to college, which is, it's a different side of it, but I like it. So his personality takes on a little bit different traits perhaps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> much more like winning oriented in college. Certainly. And then uh, was that interesting transition your first year? Like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a lot different, like seeing a new side of him. But like, he's still he's the same guy. So it's like not that different in the end. Sure. And then, um, you know, we got Williams coming up this weekend. Right. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, Trinity, it was it was a close game. It was, you know, they're, they're one of the top teams in the country. You you you, you know, you, you can beat anyone after beating Middlebury. What's the mindset of the team right now after you know a couple tough Nescat games but knowing you have the talent to beat anyone in the conference yeah I think like after our Wesleyan game and then Trinity we've like seen what our potential can be and we've really clicked on certain areas of the field and I think for Williams this weekend we're trying to just like bring all the pieces together and like bring the energy too and so we can really like get a good one and I know the team has a couple um transfers from division one programs Catherine Grennan Katie Clark how's that gone it's really good. They like gel really well with our team, I think. They've brought a new energy. Um, Katie has like a voice and she's brought that to defense, which is really good. So I think we have definitely like a new vibe on the team this year, but I think it's really good. Yeah, defense must be a lot about communication, right? Yeah, there's a, it's like so important to communicate on defense. And I think we have like a lot of older players on defense this year, which is good because we played together so much and we know our playing, like our tendencies, what each other is going to do, and I think that's helped us a lot. And just like the men's team, the women's team has used a couple goalkeepers this year. Does that change anything for you defensively, depending on who's back there in goal, or is it pretty similar? Yeah, it's obviously different because Eliza and Rachel have really different playing styles, mm -hmm. um, which really changes like how the defense is like reading what they're going to do. But I think where they're playing right now is really good for like how they're different. With Eliza in the second half, she's just such a clutch player. And then putting Rachel in in the first, it like makes her so confident. She comes up with those big saves that we need at the beginning to like hold our confidence throughout the whole game. Terrific. Well, any other thoughts on the season, um, as, as how it's gone so far, what you're most looking forward to here you know, in a March and through April and hopefully May? Yeah, I'm excited to just see where we go. I think we have a lot of potential, and we've gotten some experience so far this year, and I think just putting all that together, gelling, clicking, and moving forward, and then hopefully a big win this weekend against Williams. All right, Liv Sanford, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The women's tennis team traveled to Virginia for the Blue-Gray Invitational over the weekend, going 1-2 and two on the trip. The Bobcats' win was an impressive one, a 6-3 to three victory over number 32 nationally ranked Gustafus Adolphus. Juniors Isabel Rovensky and Lauren Hernandez teamed up to win 8-5 at number 2 doubles, and both players also won their singles matches. Rovensky had a terrific weekend, winning her singles match on Sunday as well. Talking some women's tennis here on the Bobcast with Isabel Rovensky. And Isabel, let's start with um, the fact that you 
didn't play in the fall because you were abroad. You didn't play last spring because you were hurt. And so you've, you've started off strong here this spring. What's been the key to getting back in, in rhythm out there on the court? Um, I think it's really important to just stay in good shape. And I tried to work out a lot when I was abroad. And I tried to kind of keep in good shape last year when I had some ankle problems. But um, a huge part of it has been the support I've gotten from my team and my captain and my coaches. And it's been really great. Excellent. Uh, tell us about your study abroad experience this past fall. I was at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, and I actually got to play on their club tennis team, which was a great experience. And I got to play uh, different international schools there, and it was all really fun. Interesting. So competing for their club tennis team, what was the level of competition like maybe compared to what you see here at Bates? Um, I would actually say it was rather similar. Mm -hmm. the, the girls were really strong, and it was really fun and different, and we got to play a lot of doubles as well as singles, so it was all really good. You're a junior now, but tell us when you were looking for colleges. Uh, you're from New York. How did you decide that Bates was the place for you? I knew I wanted to go to a small school and be part of the tennis team. And when I did my official visit here at Bates, I really clicked with the girls and the team. And I really loved it. And the uh, school just has a great atmosphere to it. Were you looking like to come up you know, to the Northeast uh, NESCAC type program? Or what was your kind of approach there when it comes to searching for colleges? I did look at a lot of NESCACs, and I know that um, all of them offer great academics as well as well as athletics, so I kind of stuck with that. And so, but it was the people here, it sounds like, that was a tiebreaker for you? It was definitely the people. They're all amazing here. Excellent. And how has maybe head coach Paul Gassingay helped you develop your game over the past few seasons? He's been super helpful. We're working on my serve right now, and that's been amazing. He always has something new and insightful to tell me during matches and make sure I stay like high energy during it all, so it's been really great. This past weekend, um, you've been playing doubles with Bella Stone. You got a chance to also play with Lauren Hernandez. When you have, to, when you have a different doubles partner like that, what adjustments are made out there for you personally, perhaps? This weekend was really interesting. We actually all switched around for our doubles and um, it was really fun. We all like kind of dealt with the adversity great. Everyone had great chemistry already in the court, even though um, I think all the teams had never really played together. And me and Lauren did a great job of coming out there strong. We won our first match together, and that was really awesome. And we had a really fun time in the court, and I think it's really important to just stay positive through it all. And I often ask, you know, tennis players, you go from a doubles match to a singles match, something you've been doing this season. What changes for you? Um, I think it's different, like, the fact that I have to be out there more alone for singles, but the support I get from the team, you can always hear everyone cheering from end to end and off-court and on-court, and it's, um, it's hard to be out there alone, but it's also just, like, so great to know that, like, I'm playing next to, like, my best friends on the court. And I know the team, they beat a team this past weekend who was, I think, what, top 35 in the country, one that, you know, one of the premier programs. What was that experience like to get that win against a really quality opponent like that? It was amazing. I feel like um, in the past, this weekend has kind of been the beginning for us, but instead this weekend, this year, we have been building off of what we've done so far, and everyone's doing such a great job, and it was such a great feeling knowing that like we are just as good as all these other teams, and we can be really good this year. Yeah, this past weekend, you know, you go you know, down to Virginia and Maryland and that area, and now you're going to get into NESCAC play, right, coming up. Uh, how does that help you prepare for that? Because I know, obviously, the NESCAC has a lot of strong programs also. It definitely helped us prepare. I'm really excited to get into NESCAC play. I think it's going to be such a great season for us, and we have such great potential with the new freshmen on the team and um, so many of us being healthy this year. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, tell us about the first years and how they're, they've been contributing already, right? Yeah, everyone's been so great. We have Haley, Anna, and Sid, and they're all doing so amazing. 
Um, Anna and Sid were playing doubles together this weekend. They just have so much fun on the court, and it's so obvious, and you can just feel the energy throughout all the courts. And your team captain is Bella Stone. She's a senior. She's battled through some injuries like yourself, right? She has, and she's done, like, such a great job coming back from them. And uh, you can barely tell she's hurt on the court now. She's just playing so amazing, and she's just such a great influence to have on the team. And then outside of tennis, what are you kind of studying here at Bates? What, what are you pursuing on the academic side? I am a economics major and a math minor. I'm actually on the hunt for an internship right now, mm. which has been a fun experience. But um, i just kind of trying to keep it broad and just study as much as I can while I'm here and just have fun with it. Terrific. And then any other thoughts on the season so far and what you're most looking forward to here in the upcoming months? I'm just looking forward to having fun with the team and just like having a really great season because we just have such great potential this year. Isabel Rovinsky, thanks so much. Thank you. The NCAA championships are finally here for the Bates women's swimming team. The Bobcats are in Greensboro, North Carolina this week for the four-day meet, which begins Wednesday. The Bates women have placed in the top 17 nationally for five straight years. And the Bobcats finished 12th out of 51 teams last season. This season, Bates is sending a program record tying nine women to NCAAs. Sophomore Caroline Apathy, sophomore Aaron Bucky, junior Emmy Daigle, senior captain Lucy Faust, junior Yannicka Ho, first year Isabel Mohammedy Hall, first year Maya Reynoso-Williams, first year Susie Rickman, and first year Caroline Sweeney are all making the trip. Faust, a recent recipient of a Fulbright scholarship, joined the Bobcast to talk about the team's season and a preview NCAAs. It's been a great season. Um, overall, we have an incredible group of freshmen, and if you kind of look at the makeup of who's going, our underclassmen have been really strong this season, and it's great to have them on board, but also have the experience of the upperclassmen as well. You've been to NCAAs twice before. Um, what have you learned from your experiences going there? that it's a great opportunity to you know get Bates on the map and it's kind of a celebratory time you know of course we're swimming a lot but it's kind of also like look where we are and look how much we can still do while we're here. There's a lot of time between NESCACs and NCAAs what's the training like between uh, during this period? Yeah so since there is four weeks you have to get up again so we increase our yardage and we work pretty hard for two weeks and now we're kind of at a point where we're kind of rest starting to rest a bit more so as a as a senior um you know you're a distance swimmer for the team when did you first you know growing up start realizing that distance swimming was your thing um i've kind of always done it but i didn't really specialize it until high school um but I, I guess I've always scored more points for my team doing distance, so that's kind of why I stuck with it. I know you do some open water swims also. Tell us about that. Um, I've been doing it in the summer as kind of yeah. as like an individual thing. Mm -hmm. um, and actually my pool swimming got better when I kind of left it aside. Um, I, I love to do it and will probably do it maybe later in my life, but right now focusing on the pool. Pool swimming versus open water, what changes about your approach kind of in terms of, you know, how you go about doing it? Because obviously very different conditions. I think pool swimming is, is harder, but also easier because you have your teammates around you. Okay. Um, but harder in that you're working at a higher level in the pool, mm. I think, than open water. Interesting. And then, um, you know, as a captain, what, what are some things you notice about the team this year that you get you excited about, you know, their future after you graduate and everything? 
Yeah, I mean, like I said before, yeah. we have a really strong base of underclassmen, and I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what the future of Bates Women Dive holds. I think it's going to be great. One of the underclassmen, Caroline Apathy, sophomore top seed in the in the in the butterfly there going to NCAA's. I mean, how impressive has she been this year? She's been great, and not only has she been really solid individually, um, but she's also really been there on the relay. She's on all four, um, as well as a few others, and so. Um, I'm really proud of how she's done this year. I know she's worked really hard, and so I'm looking forward to seeing what she does at NCAAs. Talking to a lot of swimmers, they like the relays more than the individual events. Are you similar with that? Definitely. That's why I like pool swimming mm. more than open water. Um, there is something about being on a relay and doing it for your team rather than doing it for yourself. That has definitely been my highlight of swimming at Bates. Being a distance swimmer, how do you approach the, you know, the individual event? Like they call it the miles, 1,650 yards. How do, you, how do you kind of approach that type of event? And how have you grown in your swimming in that event throughout your time at Bates? Yeah, you you have more time yeah. to kind of um, get in a rhythm, kind of get, to me, I'm like get in this kind of flow state a little bit where you just kind of do every 50 again and again to get in a rhythm where um, on relays, especially sprint relays, you just have to go all out and then get out of the pool. <laughs> so different. Mm -hmm. Are there some first timers at nationals this year? There must be, right? Yes, there are six first timers okay. <laughs> out of the nine women that are going, which is incredible if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and only four of them are first years. Mm. So two upperclassmen where it's their first time too. Um, so that's really exciting. Have you talked to them about what to expect? Well, I don't know exactly what to expect mm. in terms of it's a new pool, it's a okay. new venue, so I yeah. think that also helps. Mm. Um, so we've never been here before. Um, but it's a great four-day meet, and it's really nice to have two days to kind of go into it where it's not NESCACs where you get on a bus and are expected to race that night. You know, we get on a plane on Monday, but the racing doesn't actually start till Wednesday. Mm. So it's really nice to adjust um, both the time difference, I think that's maybe why they could have done it um, for schools from California, for instance. Okay, um, right. But it's really nice to just adjust to where we are and kind of really get ready to race on Wednesday. Well, speaking of California, you're from California, right? So how did you first decide to come to Bates for college? Um, I really wanted to be in the NESCAC. I love the NESCAC. I think it's a great league. I've loved being in the NESCAC for four years. Um, and long story short, I think Bates chose me. It was the last school I applied to. and. I've loved the fact that I've been at Bates for four years. What's been the, maybe one of the most valuable experiences at Bates outside the pool, perhaps? Um, I think the quality of the classes and the professors that we have here um, have been more than I ever expected. And I really loved my time in the classroom. I've loved the close friendships I have outside of the team. And I've loved that Commons is this social hub that you can always go to um, and kind of always have your friends there. So what are your thoughts about what you're going to be doing after you graduate? Next year, I will be taking a Fulbright scholarship in Indonesia. Um, so I'll be teaching English there. You found out about that pretty recently, I think, right? Yes, <laughs> I just found out about it, so I'm really excited. What was your reaction? What was that process like, you know, to get that Fulbright? Um, you know, Bates is great with that. Um, Robert Strong works really hard, and there have been a lot of people that apply and a lot of people that are awarded the Fulbright. It's an amazing thing that Bates does. We've been a top Fulbright producer for a few years now. Um, and so um, Robert was really influential in helping me through that process, and it's been great. Any other thoughts on the NCAAs coming up here next week? Um, we're really excited to race, really excited to race fast, and um, scratch them up. <laughs> there you go, Lucy. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
next time on the Bates Bobcast. We'll recap the NCAA championships for women's swimming and tell you how the lacrosse teams fare against Williams on Saturday. The men are on the road while the women host the Eafs at noon. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates,